Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and I am here with a wonderful podcast for you today with my insightful business partner, the Tech Whisperer, Mr. Eric Sprague. What's happening, Eric? You know, when we owned our water damage restoration company, I don't remember you calling me insightful very often. <laughs> no, no, you have your flashes of it. It's cool. We'll, we'll give you that all day long. All right. Your Tech Whispering spills, they, uh, the skills go a long way. So Thanks, anyway, Jim. yeah, of course. <laughs> so with this, with this uh, Blue Collar Nation podcast, we have a lot of we have a great audience of different service company owners, managers, and technicians that benefit benefit from the content from you and I and from the experience of our great guests, which I'm going to introduce to you in a minute. But what I wanted to request from you is that you share this podcast with your colleagues, your friends, and associates in the blue collar world, so they can benefit also. We want everybody to uh, make uh, we're out to help blue collar service business owners. Read the word. There you go. But today and today, we have a wonderful guest who's going to add more insight to our listeners, Tim Regan. He's an electrical in instructor at the Bergen County Technical Schools in Jersey. Tim, how are you today? I'm great, guys. Uh, thanks for the invite, actually. Oh, no, we're, we're honored to have you on, man. We uh, connected on LinkedIn and we have a lot of the same uh, acquaintances and friends that you do. So we're, we're excited to talk to you about, you know, it's funny. It's hard to find guys on the show that do electrical. You can always find the, pl the plumbing and heating guys always want to come on, but the electrical guys are harder to find. So we're, excited. <laughs> we're an introverted bunch. <laughs> Larry, I should have been an electrician. You know, we're the guy strolling around with the pliers in his pocket, right? Yeah, that's yep. right. <laughs> exactly. Keeping everybody in line, probably. So, so Tim, how long have you been an instructor over there in Bergen County? So I've been there about uh, 14 years, actually. Okay. Wow. Quite a while. How did yeah. you, how did you transition into teaching from, I'm assuming you were an electrical contractor before that? Yeah, it was a pretty bizarre transition, actually. Uh, so uh, a Sunday morning, I got a phone call from a friend who was, uh, you know, she had very bad emphysema. Obviously, smoked like a fiend. It had to be 100 degrees that day. She had no air conditioning, couldn't plug in her oxygen machine. So I went up to our house, obviously. Sounds like a problem. Yeah, it was yeah. a problem. Like I said, she smoked like a fiend till the end of it. Nothing stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh, so I get to the house you know blah blah we make the repairs she had some troubles there and uh, we're sitting down at the you know kitchen table there and I'm already like you know I started right out of high school so I'm already 15 years in so she's like oh my god you came here on a Sunday thank you so much she says what do you do why do you do this I say well quite honestly one of these days one of these years I'm going to start teaching it pack up my tools she worked for bergen county technical schools oh there you go huh <laughs> she right place at the right leave. time she would not let me leave 
she was harassing me three years, three years, three different teachers. And it wasn't about the teachers and it wasn't about the kids or the school. But, you know, we have four different campuses at Bergen. So they tried to transition their electrical class to like a CAD design. Mm. And in that particular school setting, it didn't really fit. Those kids want to go there and, you know, swing hammers and, and cut wires. So there was a little change in administration and, you know, conversation after conversation and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, September, they had me walking in the door and teaching. And you've been Never doing it ever done. since. I love it. It's good stuff. That's great. So what, is it all high school age kids? Yes, 9 through 12. Okay. Well, we had a little bit of a talk before when we were, you know, getting ready to, to come on the show today. And, you know, we were talking about some barriers of entry. And you had mentioned that a lot of times it's the parents who are the greatest barrier of entry for a kid wanting to get into this type of work or trade. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, the kids, you know, they're a product of uh, their parents. You know, it's really complicated. These, uh, some kids, you know, they grow up in a blue collar home and um, sometimes their parents are a little bit burned out and they want their kids to go to college because they think they're going to get a better jump start. Other kids grow up in a blue collar home and they're perfectly happy with that. Those are the kids that come to us and they're, you know, they're ready to go. Yeah. I, I had that. I grew up in a blue collar house and all I ever heard was you got to go get a desk job. <laughs> yeah. g- g- guess what? I'm not very good at desk jobs. No, <laughs> so, he's not. <laughs> so yeah. I went on this long, you know, rabbit hole to try to get a desk job and lasted a year and out digging ditches and happier, you know? So yeah, it's definitely more fun. I don't think the kids understand it. And then the kids that don't grow up in the blue collar homes, you know, they're used to that. And, and they don't, they've never even seen that. They've never even touched a tool. Yeah. So there's a, there's a pretty diverse uh, bunch of folks that come to our school. And, uh, you know, we have, I have kids, like I said, their parents, they, they, they're still pushing them to college, even seniors. Um, but... Uh, you know, we do our best to educate the parents. We have great partnerships with a lot of folks out there. And we've been inviting the parents in the past couple of years to try and get them to understand that, you know, you can be in the trades and you're not swinging a hammer. You're not up on the top of an extension ladder. You're not down in a ditch. There's quite so many other avenues that you can, that you can follow. It's unbelievable. Well, we had Ken Midget, who uh, teaches plumbing and heating in Pennsylvania, kind of a little north of Philly on the other day. He was saying the same thing. And he's saying, you know, the days where, you know, you learn by ducking when when your boss threw the pipe wrench at you, those are gone. You know, we all kind of grew up like that. But, you know, I think a lot of younger people, they they don't get into the trades because they think that they're going to be treated poorly or that those professions aren't that professional, but that's not the case anymore. I think it's changed a lot, don't you? Yeah, I think that that's a big change, actually. You're right. When we grow up, uh, 
that was it. You showed up in the morning and it is what it is. And, <laughs> Get yelled um, out all day. And <laughs> I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm not complaining. I think it was a great thing. But uh, yeah, like right now, like our partners that come in, like Port Authority of New York, New Jersey, and you know, they, they want kids that uh, actually, you know, went to school and, and, you know, they've got some soft skills ahead of them and they kind of understand that uh, they may not be just swinging a hammer all the time. They want to move. They want to start them on the bottom and work their way to the top. Yeah. They want somebody who's going to come there and eventually be management. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you just said a, a phrase that's near and dear to Larry and my heart is soft skills. You know, the people don't recognize that, especially if you're in residential service, soft skills are everything. You know, lots of guys can do electrical or plumbing or clean a carpet or whatever, but that service experience is made by having good communication skills and good life skills. You know, yeah, but I think also for the Port Authority and big organizations, organizations like that. I mean, you're not dealing with Mrs. Jones in her house, but you still have many people that you're dealing with yeah. internally that I'm sure they communicate that with you as well, Tim. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, big places like that. It's a system, though. You know, they, like you have to consider our high school as almost like a pre-apprentice program, yeah. not really an apprentice program. Mm. So the good thing about you know, big partners like that is they have apprentice programs as well. Yeah. So they're going to leave us and they're going to hear the same thing over and over again. And they're going to get taught again. If they go to work for a smaller guy, it's probably a little bit different. Yeah. But uh, either way, I think they still need to understand that you're right. It's not, you got to show up, you got to be a professional. You got to get up in the morning. Most folks tell them that, you know, when what they hear when they come to our shop is that on time is not eight o'clock. On time is seven thirty. Yeah. And I think that's probably the first step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal because that's one of the biggest hurdles that we teach no. our guys don't in our Don't even get me going on that, man. Yeah, <laughs> in our business. I mean, our blue collar business, it was, you know, guys were sneaking in the back. And you had to change the whole culture so that it didn't happen. But if you're, you know, getting that in the beginning, that's a big deal. If you're giving it, that's, that's huge. So, Tim, what does your curriculum look like for, a, you know, young guy or gal coming in? You know, is it all four years to, and then they get some sort of like level certification or like, how does it work? Yeah. So, so we had some uh, changes in our building actually a, a couple of years ago. I think like, three or four years ago, actually, uh, we brought over another teacher from our adult school and we combined my electrical shop with a, uh, he's a, a master plumber as well as a, a GC. So we turned the, the electrical program into a, a building trades. So we now have uh, electrical, plumbing, masonry, and carpentry, all combined into one. And do they do a little bit of each to get a taste of it so that they can kind of decide what road they want to go down later? 
Yeah, well, I think that's that's how we kind of got started because they're coming in in eighth grade and 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 they really don't know they they don't know what they want to do. A lot of them, they like I said, some of them never even touched a tool. Yeah. So when we put that together, we broke it up where they would have uh, we have like a forty week year school year. So we broke it up into ten weeks. So when they come in in uh, in uh, tenth in the ninth grade. They're going to start with carpentry. They're going to move to plumbing. They're going to go to electric, and then they're going to finish the year in masonry. And it, and the schedule stays the same for the next four years, but things change as they get older. When so it's broken year, down by grade. Like the ninth graders do one thing, and the tenth graders do something else. Is that how it works? Yeah, it actually advances. It advances each year. So. Each grade is going to touch on all four trades, but then what they learn in that trade advances each year. And then I have guys that want to be electricians. We guide them directly junior, senior year. They're going to, they're going to head toward the electrical avenue. Okay. If we have somebody that wants to be a plumber, they got the opportunity to head that way and so on and so forth. So it's really, uh, it's a lot of freedom in what we teach and it's really good for the kids and it's good for the industry because now we can pinpoint a few, uh, a few good kids in each area. Yeah. So what are the, what are the placement rates post-graduation look like for kids that go through your program? It, it works out pretty well, actually. Like, you know, we have a few different avenues, like some kids still want, still go to military. Some will continue on to trade school. Some will still go to college. And then the other portion goes into the trades. Is it 25, 25? No, it's probably more like 50% uh, into the trades. Mm. And then, uh, you know, probably 35 into the uh, different schools, uh, trade school or, or college. Yeah. And then there's a chosen few head into the military. So, but the placement for these kids who it. go through the four years, I mean, they can get a job if they want it. 100%. 100% kids go somewhere. And the kids that, that want to go, their hardest decision as a senior is picking who they're going to go with, to go to yeah. work with. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah opposed to, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, you know, they some of them have to make a tough decision. You know, we've got the uh, IBW and Stagehands Union, and uh, uh, Suez Water is a big water company out here, and PSENG. So you know, right now, especially those folks are begging. Yeah. So when a kid comes to the senior year and he and he wants to go to work, he's got a tough decision out of him. Which one do I jump on? Yeah, that's good. It's a great decision to have. What a it's great position to be in as an 18-year-old. That's yeah. pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, so what What would you tell a junior high school kid who is kind of coming into, you know, freshman year of high school, you know, doesn't love school that like conventional school that much? Usually that's the kids who want to go do technical stuff, right? They don't like to sit there all day long. And uh, I mean, what would you tell them just to, to kind of steer them down maybe the path that would be better for them long-term? 
Well, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this my whole life and I love it. So, so if they're going to talk to me, you know what they're going to hear, right? Yeah. yeah. I like to give them a simple math uh, equation. You know, say they get out of high school and they made $25,000 first year. Their buddy went to college and he spent 25000 Yeah. Year two, he's got 50000 His buddy's down 50000 Year three, so on. And year four, he's up not only 100000 on his buddy, he's up 200000 on his buddy before he even started. Yeah. And it's been four years in the trade already. Yeah. Yeah. And he's making a nice... Really good money for himself. I don't know. As opposed to the guy getting out of college. Tim, do you know Josh Zolan? Blue is the new white. Jeez, I read his book when it first came out, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's really what you just said. I mean, what you just said is the the crux of this whole book. And I think Josh is doing a good job of trying to get the word out. And that's that's why Larry and I started the podcast, too. You know, we're like, in our water damage restoration business, we'd get kids who'd come in, but unlike – you they wouldn't have gone through technical school so we'd have to start from scratch you know with with the 18 and 19 year olds and uh and then we just realized like wow you know they'd always kind of feel bad about themselves like oh you know i'm just a water damage tech and then we start doing the math like you just did for them they're like no dude you're doing way better than most people your age You, you know and the sky's the limit because just like plumbing if you're a good water damage tech, you can always have a job anywhere Absolutely. in the anywhere in the country. You have one in a day. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? They they'll never be out of work. That's another thing that I like to push on to the parents. You know, it's a life. It's a lifetime experience. It's a career. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, get get into it. You love it, and it's going to do good things for you. Yeah. Well, on those positive words, let's. Uh, Let's end it here. So, uh, Tim, how can anybody get a hold of you if they want to reach out and, you know, get some advice or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tim Reg at Bergen.org is my email. T I M R E G at Bergen.org. That's probably the best spot. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we, we love bringing folks to the school. I love for the kids to hear what other people in the trade have to say. And like I said, we want to educate the kids and the parents at the same time. Let them know it's that it's the way to go. Yeah. Is there any websites or books or anything like that where you send the parents and the kids in a direction to take a look, look at this. This is what's working here. This is what you might be looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have advisory board meetings and uh, you know, we, we have, we have, so our school is pretty big. Like I said, there's four different campuses. Yeah. And, you know, they take care of all of that. You know, the red tape is way beyond what I get get to see, but but there's no, stuff cool. there. Well, they can look there as well. It's just to give people direction. Because many people, this, oh, I'm going to send my kid to uh, work in the blue collar trade is a foreign concept for many people. Right. So that's kind of why we're bringing it up. Because there's a lot of business owners that we talk to that are like, we need people, please spread the word. This blue collar mission is yeah. a big deal. Our message, one of our guys was saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we appreciate your time very much. This will Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information yeah, on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or Thank visit you. us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. 
Thank you, and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.